Shalom to all. Today's office is Subhastaf Mem Zion. We're starting the top line at the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shalom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freda, Chaya, Bela, Basib, Yisrael, Tzvi, Hernish, Shalom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Shad said, Maisiyadah, the father is Zaycha and his daughter is Maisiyadayim. That which he produces, the money that she makes, that goes to the father. The Gemara has Manolan. How do we know that? Amar Funa Marav. He says, Minan Shemaisa Basal Av. How do we know that that which the daughter produces goes to the father? Shanamar the Pasuk says, Vichi Yimkar Ishes Bitay Laama. If a man sells his daughter as a maidservant, what do we learn from here? Maama Maisiyadayal Rabba. Just like a maidservant, her maizudaim goes to her master, Avbas, maizudel avio. So to a daughter, when she goes out to work, the money that she makes goes to her father. The Gemara asks, Ve'emahanim liktano. Maybe that's talking about his daughter who's liktano, the matim zabin law. He's allowed to sell her. Avol nara, the matim zabin law, maizudah didal havu. But his daughter who's a nara, he's not allowed to sell her anymore. So maybe her maizudaim go to her. She gets to keep them, and they don't go to her father. The Gemara says, No, mustabra davia havu. It's logical that even when she's a nara, her maizudaim go to her father. Tizagadatich maizudel lavdavia. If you want to say that her maizudaim don't go to her father, she gets to keep them. We know that the father is able to give her over to the chuppah, meaning he's allowed to marry off his daughter who's a naira. Well, how is he able to marry her off? He's being mavatal her for maizudayim. She has work on Monday. She wants to go out to work, make money. And if you're going to say that she gets to keep that money, how is her father able to say, well, you're getting married on Monday. He's taking away her time. Her time is hers. Time is money. And money is hers. So time is hers. So he shouldn't be allowed to marry her off. But we know that the father is allowed to marry her off. It must be that he keeps his naira's maizudayim. Then the Gemara says it's not a right because Parcha Vachai, he asked the following question, It could be that he's going to give her schar for being mavatal her, meaning he would have to pay her for making her lose out on her usual wages. So it could be that he is able to marry her off, but nonetheless, he would still have to pay her for making her lose out on the money. Inami, alternatively, it could be that he's going to marry her off at night and people don't work at night. It could be that he's going to marry her off on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yontif. People aren't doing work then, so he's not going to make her lose out on money. The Gemara says, you're right, We don't need a Pusuk to say that go to her father. If he's allowed to sell her, you have to say that he gets her Maisiyadayim? Of course he gets her Maisiyadayim. What do we need the Pasuk for? Linaira, for his daughter who's a Naira, to say that he still gets her Maisiyadayim. We had said by Faris Nidorah that the father's allowed to be made for his daughter's Nidorim. Minolan, how do we know that? Because it says in the Pasuk, and as we said previously, that's talking about being made for her Nidorim. We said the father's able to be Makabal her gad for her, as long as she's an Arusa and not a Nesua, and as long as she's not a Bagaras. The Gemara asked Minolan, how do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, And what do we see from here? we compare her Yitzia to her Avaya. And the same where her Avaya, when she gets married, is done through the father, so too her Yitzia, when she gets divorced, is done through the father. And the last thing we said in the Meshta by the father is he does not eat the Paris of that which she has in her lifetime. Once she dies, he yarshins her. However, once she's alive, if she has properties that she yarshins from her mother's side, the father does not get those Paris. I think Mar tells us to we have a Braisa, the father does not eat the Paris in the life of his daughter. Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, the father does eat the pears. Now, but my kamevulgi, what's the machlekes? So Tanakam Savar, Tanakam holds bishleim abal to kinulei rabbanim peri. We understand that the husband is allowed to eat the pears of his wife's stuff. Why is that the imkain? Because if so, if we're going to say that the husband is not allowed to eat her pears, memani v'leparik, he might hold back and he's not going to redeem her if she gets captured. Chazal were afraid that if one's wife is captured and the ransom is too high, he might just not redeem her. Therefore, they were matakin that a man must redeem his wife if she's captured, no matter the cost. But in order to offset that potential expense, they said that the husband's allowed to benefit from the pears of her properties. Elohav, Michael, and Maymar, but what are you going to say regarding the father, that he's going to hold back and he's not going to redeem his daughter if he's not allowed to eat her Paris? Even if he's not allowed to eat her Paris, he's still going to redeem her, so therefore Chazal never made a takana that the father's allowed to eat the Paris of his daughter. The father's also going to withhold and he might not redeem his daughter. Suffer, he thinks to himself, she has a purse waiting for her. Let her go and redeem herself. In other words, the father's going to think to himself, she has this property that she received as an inheritance 
parents and has been profiting all this time, let her take her own money and redeem herself. And if she doesn't have enough, the father might not fill in the remaining amount. So therefore, even the father is allowed to eat her Paris. And the Mishnah said, Nisex, the one she gets married, yes, or all of Habal, the Baal, her husband, has something over her father, Shu Eichel Paris, that he does eat her Paris and a number of other things as well. Now, this Gemara is going to be discussing her Nidunya, or dowry. What is that? So often her father would give the young couple items and goods to start off their marriage. And many times these were written in the Ksuba as Nechsei Tsoim Barzel, allowing the husband full rights to use them as he pleases. However, he has to return them or their value to her if he divorces her or dies. Whereas if she dies, her husband gets to keep them. So, Tanarban, we have a Braisa, Kasavla Paris, Ksus Fekalem, Shiavayu, Imoyabesa, Vila Bes Baila. He wrote for her Paris, which is fruit or produce, Ksus is clothing, Kalem is household items that she's bringing with her from her father's house to her husband's house, which means that her father gave her this dowry and they wrote it in the Ksuba. Meso, let's say she died after Ayrson, but before Nisuin, her husband is not Zaychen these things, meaning he doesn't get to keep these things. Mishra Rabnasa, number by the name Rabnasa, they said, the husband does get to keep these things. The Gemara suggests, Layman plucked the Rabbalazab and Azari of Rabbanu Kamifagi, let's say Atana Kam and Rabnasan are arguing in the same achlaik as Rabbalazab and Azari and the Rabbanan are. Didn't we have a Mishnah? Nis Armal and his Garsha. Let's say she got divorced or she became widowed. Ben Min Hanasuin, Ben Min Arison, whether it was after Nisun already or it was only after Arison, Gaiva es Hakal. She collects everything. What does it mean she collects everything? Hakal means both the basic suba of either 100 or 200, as well as the Toisefes, which is anything the husband may have added on on his own accord to the Ksuba. So that's the Rabbanon. Now, Rabbanon, he says, Binhan is suin. If she got divorced or he died after Nisuin, then she gets everything. But if it was only after Erisin, if she's a Basula, she gets the basic 200. If she's an Almana, she gets the basic 100. But she does not get the Toisefes, why not? Because he only wrote that he's giving her this Toisefes, this extra amount of money, because he intended to marry her. But over here, he divorced her or died before he married her. It's only after Erisin, not after Nisuin. And therefore, she does does not get this Tosefes. So now the Gemara fits the previous Brisa into this. Lamanda Amr Zacha, according to the Manda Amr, which is the Tanakama, that he is not Zaycha in the dowry that she brings into the Ksuba if she dies after Erisin, Karlazar Benazaria. That's just like Karlazar Benazaria. And Lamanda Amr Zacha, according to Abnasan, that he is Zaycha to her dowry even though she died after Erisin and not after Nisuin, Karabanan. That's just like the Rabbanan. The Gemara says, Lie, that's not so. The Kuliyama Karlazar Benazaria, really everyone could hold like Karlazar Benazaria that when the Chasun dies before Nisuin, the Kala does not receive the Tosefes. Nonetheless, they still Still can disagree what the halacha is when she dies before Nisuin. What would the machlekas be? Manda Amr Loi Zacha, according to Manda Amr, that her husband is not Zacha in her dowry, Karebalaz Benazari, that's just a Karebalaz Benazari. And Manda Amr Zacha, according to Manda Amr, which is Rab Nasan, that he is Zacha in it, that's because Ad Kalik Amr Rebalaz Benazari, the only reason why Rebalaz Benazari says that she is not Zacha in the Taisafis Ksuba, if he dies or divorces her after Erisin but before Nisuin, that's only because we're talking about something he's giving to her, husband to wife, because he only intended that he's going to give her this Taisafis after he married married her, but he didn't marry her. It's only after Erisin, not Nisuin. But something that she's bringing into the marriage, in other words, something that her father is giving her to bring to the marriage to give to her husband, even would agree that even after Erisin, her husband would get it. Why? The reason why it's being written in the Ksuba is because it's of Chasnos. The father-in-law wants to be able to say, that's my son-in-law, even though they're not officially married yet, but he still wants to be able to say that. And he already has the ability to call him his son-in-law. It's already after Erisin, and therefore the father, the girl, is my 
hand everything over to the husband, and that's why the husband would receive everything, even though it's only after erusin and not after nisuin. Now we said in the Mishnah, Chayv Mizanis Seha, that the husband is Chayv to feed his wife. Tanarban, we have a brayso. Tekinu Mizanis Tachas Maaseyodeha. Chazal were talking that he has to feed her in place of her Maaseyodaim. She works and makes money and gives it to her husband. Her husband has to feed her. Ukvurasa Tachas Ksubasa, and he has to bury her, meaning when she dies, he has to incur all the burial expenses. That's in place of her Ksuba. Then when she dies, he gets to keep the dowry that was brought into the wedding and written in the Ksuba. And the brayso concludes Lefikach Balach Paris. Therefore, the husband's able to eat her Paris. The Gemara asks Paris Mandcharshmayu, who mentioned anything about Paris over here? It seems to be a totally random statement that's not connected to anything. Therefore, the husband eats Paris. So the Gemara answers Chasuri Mechzer Vachikatani. We're really missing something. This is really what should be taught in the Brayso. Tekinu Mizanis Seha Tachas Maseyadeha. Her Mizanis are in place of her Maseyadaim. Upir Kuna Tachas Paris. He has to redeem her if she gets captured, and that's in place of the Paris. He gets to eat her Paris. Ukurasa Tachas Ksubasa, and he has to bury her in place of her Ksuba. Lefikach Balichal Paris. Therefore, the husband eats the Paris. So now it makes sense to have Paris being mentioned at the end of the Brayso because we already mentioned Upir Kuna Tachas Paris. The Gemara continues asking, if so, my lefikach. So what's the point of saying lefikach? We already mentioned uper kuna tachas paris. So there's no reason to conclude with the same thing lefikach balach paris. Of course he could eat the paris. So Gemara says no, we do need to conclude with that because mal detema we might have thought mecholenechlinhu that he's not allowed to physically eat the paris anuchinanchenhu. He should put them in a savings account dimken mimnovlay park because if so he might withhold and he might not redeem her. In other words, maybe he shouldn't be allowed to benefit from the paris. Perhaps they should be used for the ransom fund. He should sell them, put the proceeds into a savings account for a rainy day, and when she gets captured, he's going to have money saved up already. And that's what Perkuna Tachas Paris means. Kamash Malan, the Chiddush is, the Ha'adifa, that it's better that he physically eats the Paris. Because sometimes, even if he's going to have this savings fund with all of her Paris in it, there might not be enough for her ransom. And therefore we say it's better that he just eats the Paris, and he's going to redeem her from his own money, from his own pocket. The Gemara now just has on the Bryce of Eba Chana, why don't I switch everything around? Who says that Mazanus says, Tachas Maaseyodayim, Ukvura says, Tachas Ksubasa, maybe it's the other way around. So Amrabai, he answers, Teknu they're talking that which is common for that which is common, and that which isn't common for that which isn't common. Namely, it's normal that she would need food, people need to survive on food, and it's also normal that she would have a job that would be able to make some sort of money. So therefore, Mizanis says, Tachas Maaseyodel. Whereas her being captured isn't exactly all that common, and it's also not so common that she's going to have property of her own that doesn't go directly to her husband. And now Amarav Rava tells us, Hi Tanosavar, the following town holds Mizanis Midairaisa, that the fact that he has to feed her, he has to give her Mizanis, that's really Midairaisa. It's not a Takanis Chamim, the Pasuk tells us, He's not allowed to be Megarea, he's not allowed to reduce, or he's not allowed to be short on her She'er, Ksus, and Aina. Now we have to understand what this means. So She'er, the Pasuk tells us, is referring to her food. It also says in the Pasuk, Because they ate my people's food. So we see the She'er is food. Ksusa kemashmai, Ksusa is exactly as it sounds, Ksus is clothing, he has to give her proper clothing, and Ainasa zu Aina Murbatira, Ainasa is referring to her Aina, marital relations that's written about in the Tyra. Vachainu Aimer also says, Im ta'anes benaisai, Lavan told Yaakov that he's not allowed to withhold marital relations from his daughters. Now Rabbi Lazar Aimer, Rabbi Lazar says the other way around, She'era zu Aina, She'er is referring to Aina. Vachainu Aimer also says in the Pasuk, Ish ish al kal She'er besari, Lysik rulagalis erva, each man to his She'er, to his flesh, he's not allowed to come close to reveal erva. So we see from here that the word She'er has to do with marital relations. Ksusa, Kemashmai, it's exactly as it sounds, it's referring to clothing. In Ainasa, Elim is Ainais. Aina is referring to food. Vechenu Aimer also says in the Pasuk, Vayancha, Vayarivecha, and he afflicted you and made you hungry. So we see Aina has to do with food. But either way, we see from here that it's a Da'iraisa that her husband has to feed his wife. It's not a Takanas Chachamim. The Brasa just continues, Mem Chesamad Alpha on the top, Rebbe Lezer, Yaakov Emer, he says, We have these words, She'era, Ksusa, Vainasa, together in the Pasuk. So we compare them. She'era, Ksusa. Why do we have She'er right near the word Ksus? Lefum She'era, Ten Ksusa. Based on who she is in her stage in life, that's what type of clothing he has to give her. He shouldn't give a young
young woman's clothing to an older woman and he shouldn't give an older woman's clothing to a younger woman. Buy her whatever style of clothing is fitting for her age and stage. And it says in the Pasuk, Ksusa va'inasa, we have Ksusa and Aina together. What do we learn from here? Lafum Aina ten Ksusa. Based on the Aina, the season of the year, that's what type of clothing you should give her. Don't give her brand new clothing in the summer or worn out clothing in the winter. Brand new clothing is usually thicker and heavier, which means it's hotter, so don't give her such clothing in the summer. And worn out clothing doesn't keep a person too warm, so don't give her such clothing in the winter. And one more memory that has to do with this Pasuk, Tani Rav Yasef, She'era Zukir Basar. She'era has to do with closeness of flesh. What does this mean? He shouldn't act with her like the Persians do. That they have Tashmish while they're wearing their clothing. The word She'era in the Pasuk tells us they have to have Tashmish without their clothing. And Messiah Ravuna, this is Rai for Ravuna, Dam Ravuna, he tells us, If a person says, I'm not going to have any Tashmish unless I'm wearing my clothing and she's wearing her clothing, he has to divorce her and he has to give her a Ksuba, he's not allowed to say such a thing. That's something directly against what we have in this Pasuk. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, explaining the last part of the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.